Welcome to Off the Bench. This is Heidi St. John. Today, we're going to do a little bit of a cultural roundup for you guys. It's been a while since I've done it. I want to touch on the fact that President Biden just a couple days ago, once again, waded into the ever contentious transgender wars, calling restrictions surrounding children who identify as trans cruel and close to sinful. Wow, you guys, you just can't make this stuff up. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you might be wondering why I would say to stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged when I've just given you another piece of yet bad news. But here's why. I'm going to play the president's remarks for you in a minute. But what I thought was so great about this was that he made these remarks and then the Internet just lit up. People don't like it. They recognize and they're starting to talk about it openly that this is child abuse. When you tell a person who is a little girl that she is not a girl, she's in fact born in the wrong body and she very likely could be a boy, you are lying to her. And you are doing irreparable harm, which is what's happening in the school districts right now. And I'm going to get to that in a minute, too, because Project Veritas just released a video, an undercover video of yet another tenured teacher talking about how important it is for teachers to use their authority to indoctrinate and injure children starting at the age of three. This is incredible stuff. But before I get into it anymore with my commentary, I'm just going to play for you the actual clip of Joe Biden sitting down in an interview just a couple days ago, first talking about the moment he had an epiphany about same-sex marriage, which is massively inconsistent with what he's actually said over the years, a.k.a. he's lying. And I'm going to play for you what Joe Biden said regarding the state of Florida putting in place protections to keep minors out from under the surgeon's knife because they're experiencing gender dysphoria. Let's take a listen. I wanted to, I wanted to ask you a slightly different question. So um, my partner Josh and I have been engaged for the last five years, which really only means that every auntie and uncle that I have is beyond disappointed that there hasn't been a wedding yet. But, uh, but Cardi B is going to marry us, apparently officiate our wedding, which would, which would be nice. But my, my question for you, Mr. President, is you codified uh, support for same-sex marriage and interracial marriages like, like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect LGBTQ Americans, especially trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping up right now. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh-huh. the truth. And I was, a, I was a senior in high school, and my dad was dropping me off. I remember about to get out of the car, and I looked to my right, and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, and one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked to my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. It's simple. They love each other. And it's never been, it's, it's, it's never been, it's just that simple. It doesn't matter whether it's, whether it's same sex or a heterosexual couple. You should be able to be married. What is the problem? So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Do it now. 
don't wait. Uh, transgender kids is a really harder thing. What's going on in Florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean, what, 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 what are they thinking about here? They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are, I mean, it, it just to me is, I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we make sure we pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. Thank you, sir. Uh, I also can tell that, like, some auntie or my mom probably texted you beforehand if, no, no, if no. you're trying to pressure me too. No, no, but get moving, man. <laughs> I don't want to I hear will. you can't do it. <laughs> All right, so let's start with what Biden said about same-sex marriage. Remember, he just said that he had had an epiphany when he was in the car with his dad when he was in high school, despite this guy taking an incredibly long and storied public stance against federal protections for same-sex couples. On Monday, he sat down with Carl Penn on Comedy Central's The Daily Show to discuss his recent success in passing the Respect for Marriage Act. Now, you guys have heard me talk about the Respect for Marriage Act, which really is just opening the door for persecution for anyone who disagrees with homosexual marriage. And that's exactly what it's going to do. And we're already starting to see that happen in the United States. But he wanted to talk about how he had had an epiphany personally. And at one point, Penn asked Biden to detail his own personal, quote, evolution on same-sex marriage and then asked what he could do to protect LGBTQIA XYWZ asterisk Americans and transgender kids from these so-called regressive laws. This was crazy. This is what he said. I can remember exactly when my epiphany was. He said, um, remember, he said, I'm not joking. Whenever Joe says he's not joking, what he really means to say is I'm lying, I'm exaggerating. I'm not telling you the truth. According to Biden, he then turned to his father who said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other, Right. And so then he goes on to say, it doesn't matter if it's a, a gay couple or a straight couple, they should be able to be married. What's the problem? Well, Twitter didn't like this. And they immediately jumped on the president and cast doubt on his story's authenticity because he has a lengthy political history of opposition towards same-sex marriage. And I thought this was really interesting, too, because you guys know me. I'm no fan of, of Joe Biden. But check this out. The Dispatch editor-in-chief, Jonah Goldberg, tweeted, so Biden is basically admitting he lied about a so-called moral conviction for five decades. How heroic. Also, the idea that he was thinking about gay marriage in 1960 to 61 is really just silly. Another uh, Twitter user said, Joe Biden has never let the truth get in the way of a good story. This was GOP political director Elliot Eagles linking to a video compilation of past comments that were made by Biden. Mark Hemingway, who is a senior writer at Real Clear Investigations, noted that Biden voted for the Defense of Marriage Act in 1996, which was a law that prevented same-sex couples from receiving the same benefits as other married couples. Listen, this is just more of uh, bald-faced lies from the president of the United States. His entire presidency is an embarrassment. Our country is languishing under his leadership. It's another reason why we have got to get engaged and make sure that we elect someone who is at least cognizant of the, well, just cognizant in general would be great, 
but aware of the Constitution and understands the founding of this great nation that we were founded with the ability to be able to choose for ourselves. And what is happening in Florida and the reason that Joe Biden was even talking about this in the first place is because Ron DeSantis is trying to protect children in Florida from the horrors of transgender so-called sex reassignment surgeries. The DeSantis administration actually stripped a major Miami hotel of its liquor license a couple of days ago because they hosted a Christmas-themed drag queen show way back in December, and children were present there despite warnings. And so here's Joe Biden getting up on the internet and talking about uh, this desire to protect children from the indoctrination and genital mutilation that is being promoted by transgenderism, and he called it cruel and close to sinful. You know what's close to sinful, Mr. Biden? You know what's close to sinful? What's close to sinful and what actually is sinful is that you would subject a child whose brain has not fully developed to life-altering surgeries. These are surgeries that they cannot come back from. These are irreplaceable. These people are doing irreversible damage to our young people in the name of a woke ideology that is based on a lie. And that's the reality of it. And the more I hear about the transgender movement and the more I see people talking uh, openly now about you know young people being born in the wrong body, I am just compelled to take you back to the word of God. The Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through him. Truth is not subjective. It doesn't ebb and flow. It doesn't come and go. And biology is an irrefutable fact. Biology is a fact. And Jesus was was stating, listen, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is not subjective. In John 8, 32, he said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And I'm thinking as we're, we're wading again through the cultural waters of transgenderism and entering in the, into these discussions that you can't argue with somebody about gender. You can't argue with a, with a dude that's dressed up like a woman about whether or not transgenderism is actually a thing because this person is not interested in a biological reality. At the end of the day, and this is the reason I just quoted you from John 14, 6, at the end of the day, this is a spiritual battle. The battle is for truth. The battle is for the hearts and minds of our young people, and they are being harmed irreparably by the lie that is transgenderism. When our kids come into this world, they come with with either male chromosomes or female chromosomes. They're not assigned a sex at birth. What happens is a doctor delivers you and they make an observation and they record it. That's it. And here we've got the crazy Biden administration wanting to subject kids to this kind of insanity and calling it uh, calling it cruel if we protect children. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Speaking of cruel, and I don't know if you guys are following this, uh, but KitchenAid came out last week and I roasted them on my Instagram if you guys are following me there. But KitchenAid came out last week and they've hired a dude who's trying to be a lady. We, I'm calling it woman face, right? 
And I was thinking about the backlash now that KitchenAid is certainly getting. I have had KitchenAid appliances in my kitchen for 35 years. And in fact, I was just telling my husband the other day, we've had a food processor. I think we got it right after we were married. And it's starting to show its age now, right? So over 30 years, we've had this thing and it's heavy and it has a crack now in the, uh, in the bowl that you take off. And I've been thinking about replacing it. Well, after, after KitchenAid has decided that it hates women because now they're hiring men in costumes for their ads, uh, I've decided I'm never going to buy another KitchenAid appliance again. And I hope you guys will join me. No business would advertise using a white guy in blackface. And yet, many major brands are fine with paying a delusional male to sell products to real women. Listen to what the Federalist had to say. TikTok performer Dylan Mulvaney, this kid is only 26 years old, right? He says, taking drugs, dressing up in bikinis, wearing makeup and bows, having sleepovers and being nervous to ride share without friends makes him a girl. Something anyone with a brain or eyes knows is not true. Despite his sickening distortion of femininity while performing as a transgender man, Mulvaney is rewarded. Most recently, Mulvaney's deluded belief that feathers and sparkles indicate womanhood granted him a front page spot on KitchenAid's 2023 Color of the Year campaign launch in its newsletter just a few days ago. Among pictures of the dolled up of dolled up women ready to use their bright pink countertop appliances is Mulvaney, a biological man who launched an online career based on his absurd belief that girlhood is an ensemble anyone can take off or put on whenever he wants. KitchenAid, color of the year is hibiscus, said Mulvaney, and it's inspiring to me to conquer my fruit phobia. You guys know I love bold pops of color, and hibiscus lets me bring that vibrancy into my kitchen every day. You guys, this is disgusting. It's disgusting that big businesses like KitchenAid won't admit it, but by partnering with men who masquerade as women in their advertising, they are showing complete contempt for the women they claim to support and empower. This is a great article written in The Federalist, and I will link back to it in the show notes today if you guys want to share it out on your social media platforms. But the bottom line is this. We have got to stop supporting these woke companies who are really injuring women. Women are precious. They have a precious role in the, in the culture. They have a precious role before the Lord. And I'll tell you what right now, no dude in woman face will ever be able to understand what it really means to be a woman. Women should be celebrated for being female in the same way that men should be celebrated for being male. We're different. We should celebrate those differences. And instead, in this crazy woke culture, we are deluding young people into thinking that the sexes are interchangeable. This denies science. It denies biological reality facts that are demonstrably true, and yet here we are interchanging them for fairy tales. And then companies like KitchenAid and Sephora are coming on board and saying, hey, it's totally fine. You know, put on a, put on a wig and some lipstick and absolutely you're a girl. Well, I know what it means to be a woman. And I bet you 99.9% of the people that are listening to this podcast out right now, they know what it means to be a woman too. And so I'm, I'm just gonna encourage you guys to keep talking about this, keep getting it out there, send KitchenAid a note. You can go to their website and just say, listen, dude, I'm done with you. Because if you're going to erase women, you guys, there are, there's no need for a woman. Where are, 
where are the feminists? It just cracks me up to see the level of misogyny that's in the culture right now that we're actually bending to in the name of men with mental and spiritual illnesses who are trying to erase women. It's especially egregious in our schools and even more so in women's sports. There there will be no such thing as women's sports if we continue to allow men to come into these places and dominate women. All right, one more thing in the Culture Chronicles today that I want to touch on, and that was a video that was just released by Project Veritas. You guys know I'm pretty bummed at Project Veritas for what they've done to their founder, and this, the former CEO, it's absolutely unbelievable what's going on. But you can't deny that the work that they have done on this particular campaign is amazing. These are things that we've been talking about here at the show for years. And what they've been able to uncover is a middle school teacher boasting that tenured educators should use their status to promote sexual child grooming on children as young as, quote, two or three years old, Elisa Waters. She is the founder of LGB Teach, Spanish and social justice teacher at Jericho Middle School. And she said, the truth is we know kids are coming out at younger and younger ages. We have kids as early as two or three years of age. Yeah, you right, because you're pushing this garbage on Nickelodeon. They're watching it on Disney. They're hearing it in their schools. They're watching uh, movies about this when they go to the theaters. They're reading books about it at their local libraries. Guys, this is what I keep, this is why I keep saying the libraries are corrupt. The schools are corrupt. Our children are being indoctrinated. The Bible says that it would be better for us to have a millstone hung around our neck and be thrown into the sea than to cause even one little child to stumble. But that's exactly what these woke teachers are doing with this wicked ideology. Listen to me as I quote her. She said, even though I'm not an elementary level educator, it's probably my favorite group to work with, working with staff and admin, because if we could actually do more of this conversation with elementary age kids, by the time they get to me in middle school or some of you in high school, we'll be in a better place. The more we can do at the elementary level, breaking down the gender binary, getting rid of girls and boys. This is what this woman wants to do. She went on to say, I particularly love working with families and helping them, you know, practicing, you know, affirmation through their child's journey of sexuality and gender. This is what is happening in our schools. And unless and until we, every single one of us with one voice say, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to continue to see it happen. She went on to say, I always say, and I'm not saying don't do the work, but do it with caution. Because if you're sitting here right now, it means in three or four years, when you get that tenured seat, you can do even more work. So she's saying, uh, be as sneaky and as crafty and as shrewd as you can be in your indoctrination of these children until you're tenured, because then the schools can't do anything about it. You guys, this is horrifying stuff. And I, the more I, the more I'm watching, you know, as as she's instructing these educators on how to effectively push this agenda onto their onto their students, the more I just think we need to be praying, praying, praying over what's happening in our public schools. A teacher becomes tenured. Uh, after working in a position for several years in this teaching capacity. And what that means is once you become tenured, it's like having a permanent position. It makes it very difficult for a school administrator to act against a teacher when they believe that teacher has been acting inappropriately over time. Joseph Weiner, the principal of Wheatley School, has who has worked with Waters, shared thoughts about her to a Veritas journalist. This is what she said. 
She lives that activism and purpose every minute of the day. Weiner also talked about his own methods for political activism in school. Quote, we brought in speakers who taught kids how to be anti-racist and, you know, kind of defined what does it mean to be anti-racist? And parents would say, hey, you're indoctrinating my child. We don't believe, wait, you don't believe in being anti-racist? The principal affirmed that there is no middle ground when it comes to the conversation around racism. That speaker who we had, this anti-racist guest speaker said, you're either a racist or you're an anti-racist. There's no in-between. If you're not doing anti-racist work, then you're contributing to the racial divide. Listen, I'm going to link back to this this video. And again, I'm no fan of what's happening with James O'Keefe over at Project Veritas right now. But this is important work that they are uncovering. And the more we can talk about what's happening in our public schools and uncover the wickedness that's being perpetrated against our children, I think we're going to start to see things change. Parents are beginning to rise up. They're going to school board meetings. They're speaking out in their uh, in their city council meetings. We're starting to see activism uh, returning to the conversation around libraries and drag queens in our libraries. You guys, this is the open sexualization of our children. And as you heard me say a couple of weeks ago, this was started a long time ago. This has been around for a long time, and now it has a foothold in the culture because we didn't react to it in many cases, I think, because we just didn't know it was coming. But once you know, you can't unknow it. And once you see videos of children being subjected to lewd and disgusting acts by drag queens, little children, you guys, once you see that, you can't unsee it. And so I hope that you will join me in praying for our country right now, praying that truth would prevail, praying that men and women of character and Jesus followers would rise up and begin to take their place in the culture to again bring truth to the forefront. That's what needs to happen. I'm going to link back to these videos in the show notes today. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I enjoy hearing from you. We've got a whole stack of questions gathering in the queue right now. If you'd like to have your question or your comment aired here at the show, just leave it for me at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. As always, I want to encourage you to join me over at Mom Strong International. The new study that's coming out for the month of April is called Supernatural. Having a creator changes everything. We're going to be walking through the foundational principles of the Bible that are found in Genesis 1 to 11. Hope you guys have a great day. Stand in the truth. And I will see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith.